0: Welcome to Coffee and Sports, your weekly podcast that makes you smarter on the most intriguing topics from this past week in the world of sports, all in the 18 minutes it takes you to drink your coffee. I'm your host, Colin Fleming. I covered sports for years for ESPN and now coming to your ears from Los Angeles, California. I'm joined by my partner in crime. He's the former Division I all-conference offensive lineman who went on to become a football recruiter and now trains the top prospects across all sports. It's the one it's the only Jeffrey Earl Hines. Jeff, how are you doing this week?
1: Calling the sky is blue. The grass is green. My celic mustache is gone, but life is still great.
0: Yes, it is, Jeff, and we have a action-packed show. We get into the NBA offseason madness, the U.S. Open, go around the world with our soccer coverage as we discuss the World Cup, Gold Cup, and Copa America, catch you up on the latest in the MLB, and play a little Laugh or Trash with Kawhi Leonard's laugh. So let's not waste any time and get into it all with 3 and Out. Yeah all right it's three and out the three most intriguing topics from this past week in the world of sports and topic number one anthony davis is officially a laker jeff does the acquisition of ad make the lake show the favorites in your eye
1: no it doesn't colin i mean they're an improved team for sure anytime you add a player of the caliber of ad uh it's gonna be improve your team but to become really the favorites in my eyes You have to have the stars, but you really need the depth. And right now I'm looking at the Laker roster, and they got AD, they got LeBron James, they got Kyle Kuzma, and then they got Cantavis Caldwell-Pope, Reggie Bullock, and a few other names that I haven't heard them for a long time. So I think they are greatly improved. Actually, I know they're greatly improved, but I don't think they're the favorites, They need the depth. They need the bench. We saw it in the finals this year with the Warriors. They didn't have the the strong bench they've had in the past, and they couldn't close out the series even with those two injuries. So I think they're improved. Uh, With that being said, they're not the favorites in my eyes.
0: Topic number two. By trading Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the number four overall pick, and future first round picks, and the addition of Zion, who will be the number one pick, what should we expect to see from New Orleans this year and in the future?
1: New Orleans is gonna is gonna have a strong year. Um, you mentioned the the players they got from the Lakers. We're talking Lonzo Fall. He'll be running the point. Brandon Ingram, uh, will really stretch the four with his length. Uh, but really, the best part of that trade, as far as the players go, is Villanova legend Josh Hart. A guy's an animal. He's a lethal shooter. He was probably the only real shooter on the Lakers team this past season. So there's a lot of upside for the Pelicans and they have the first and fourth overall pick. We know they're going to get Zion with the number one. Who they get with the fourth, that's exciting to figure out. Uh, There's a lot of people that could potentially go there, but they're going to be exciting because they're going to have a lot of new players, a lot of new faces, a lot of young players. But like I said, the most exciting part of that whole entire trade – Villanova legend, Josh Hart, he's going to ball out.
0: (laughs) Jeff, I love it. More to come on the Anthony Davis trade and the express train, but the final topic on three and out is topic number three. Gary Woodland is your 2019 U.S. Open champion. Got
1: it! A major champion, Gary
0: Jeff, how much fun was the action at Pebble Beach this past weekend?
1: Whenever we get the U.S. Open at, Pe- at Pebble Beach, it's fun. Uh, going all the way back to 1929 when Bobby Jones introduced us to the course, it's always been fun. A lot of iconic moments. This year uh, did not let us down. That final round, you know, Gary Woodland, he put on a show. He has some stones. He's ice cold because he had Brooks Kepka. A two-time defending US Open champion breathing down his neck most of that final round and he did not flinch. This was very exciting also because Brooks Kepka didn't win the US Open but he still uh, he still you know made some history. He's the first player to ever shoot four rounds in the 60s and not win the US Open. So the fact he didn't win shot like that that tells you this US open was great.
0: That does it for three and out. Jeff, what do you say we hop aboard the express train? Choo-choo. First off on the express train, it's standing ovation. These are the three best things we saw from this past week of the world of sports. And topic number one, the United States women's national team. After winning their opener 13 to nothing, they golf clap their way to a 3-0 victory over Chile. Sending it across to the line. Drive up, goal! Jeff, what are you looking to see from the U.S. ladies in their final matchup in group play when they take on Sweden Thursday?
1: I'm looking for a few things. I'm really see how I know they respond on defense, um, how they really um, play against Sweden. Because this is the first top 10 team that they're playing so far in the World Cup. Uh, So we're really going to see how they step up uh, to the challenge. But really, you know, it's the Women's World Cup. I expect the U.S., to come out and dominate like they have the first two rounds as well. If they don't, I'd be a little disappointed.
0: Topic number two, let's head over to the U.S. men's side where not one, not two, not three, but four goals are scored in the Gold Cup opener in the U.S. men's 4-0 shutout victory over Guyana. Jeff, what should we take away from their dominant performance?
1: Uh, It was dominant for sure. Anytime you can put four in the back of the net, uh, that's dominating the other team. But my biggest takeaway is Tyler Boyd. He scored two goals for the U.S. It's his second match playing for the U.S. after switching his affiliation from New Zealand. So when I saw that, I said, great job, Tyler. I love having you here in the U.S. Maybe we have a shot.
0: Topic number three, Colombia sends a message to Messi in Argentina. Jeff, how concerned should Argentina be with their continued international struggles?
1: Very concerned. We have the same conversation year in and year out with Argentina. When are they going to get over the hump? When are they going to succeed? When are they going to win a World Cup with Messi? And you know, at this point, they need to be concerned because Messi's not getting any younger. He's only getting older. That window is closing. They need to do it now. So Argentina should be very concerned with their recent struggles, or I should say their struggles since Messi has been there.
0: Next stop on the Express Train, it's what are you doing exactly as it sounds. Topic number one, Matthew Stafford says he played last season with a broken back. Jeff Tuparter here, what is Stafford doing saying this? And what was he doing playing through a broken back?
1: Yeah, I'm not shocked that he's saying anything. Uh, every every year, NFL players are playing through injuries. For a player to say it, that's just because they're used to it. They know that everyone's playing through it, you know. So I'm not shocked that he went out and he told people what was going on. Also, for the Lions, it gives them an excuse as to why they weren't good. I like they are every year. Now, as far as uh, what why was he playing with it? You know, from what I've seen, it was a bunch of tiny fractures. Uh, in his back, and various bones. And I'm guessing the doctors told him, if you can play through the pain, you can play because you're not going to hurt it anymore. So as to why he's playing, I'm guessing those doctors told him, ex- you know, you can play, fight through the pain. And that's exactly what he did because based on what's gone for Matt, on for Matt Stafford this offseason with his wife has, having surgery and now we find out about the broken back, Seems like he's tough as nails and there was no way he was going to let pain sit him out.
0: Topic number two, Al Horford. The Celtics 33-year-old big man declines his $30 million player option to explore free agency in hopes of landing a multi-year contract. Jeff, what is Horford doing?
1: I, I like the move by uh, Al here because he, believe, he believes in himself. If you talk to a lot of Celtics fans, uh, people that you know follow Al Horford, they'll all tell you, He's worth $30 million. They love him in Boston. So him wanting more years, more security, I have no problem with that. He believes in himself. And my guess, he's going to get exactly what he wants, maybe four years, 25 mil a a season. Uh, But he's going to get what he wants because he is still that type of player. Everybody loves him.
0: Topic number three, it's Chris Paul. Yahoo Sports reports the Rockets point guard wants out of Houston because his relationship with James Harden is, quote, unsalvageable. Making this story more intriguing, Jeff, when Bleacher Report posted about the story, CP responded, saying, that's news to me. Jeff, what is CP doing, and what should we believe to be true here?
1: Stephen A. Smith came out, and he said this story is false, and... Everybody knows anytime Stephen A. Smith opens his mouth, he's going to tell the truth or what he believes uh, is the truth. Now, this story, it is false based on what we've seen. But if it were true, my guess CP was doing this because he wants to get to La La Land with his friend LeBron James. And I won't be shocked if it actually comes out that this story is true because when he was at the Clippers, don't forget, he did the same thing with DeAndre and Blake. He may not be the best teammate, and it seems like when he wants to leave, he'll do whatever he has to to leave.
0: Next up on the express train, it's do you agree? Jeff, we're going to do it a little different this week. I'm going to make three statements, and you tell me if you agree. Topic number one, batting 355 with 23 home runs and 58 RBI, Cody Bellinger will win the Triple Crown.
1: I totally agree with this. He's showing no signs of slowing down, hitting 400 in his last seven games. Uh, plus, he's an Arizona boy, and we all know Arizona boys are the best.
0: Shout out Hamilton High School. Topic number two, it's currently sitting three games ahead of the Phillies. Atlanta will hold on to win the National League East.
1: Colin, I totally agree. Um, they're in the NL East, so they're playing against the Phillies. They're playing against the Marlins, the Nationals, as well as as well as the Mets, so not really scared by those teams. But more importantly, the Atlanta Braves have Freddie Freeman. The guy is on fire this season. He's going to carry them to that win in the NL East.
0: Topic number three, with Giancarlo Stanton coming back and Aaron Judge ready-going oppo Bapo in his AAA rehab assignment, the Yankees will finish with the best record in baseball.
1: Disagree on this one, Colin. I'm going with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, simply for the fact that they're playing in the NL, I mean, they're built to win. They have the roster. to have a great season. But when you look at the NL compared to the AL, the NL currently has 34 game winners. While the AL East, which the Yankees play in, they have three themselves. So I'm going with with the Los Angeles Dodgers simply because they play in the NL. Easier competition.
0: All right, Jeff, next up on the Express Train, it's laugh or trash. Topic number one, Kawhi makes the laugh.
1: Aha, aha.
0: Jeff, laugh or trash at the infamous Kawhi laugh?
1: Uh, You gotta laugh at it. It's one of the weirdest sounds I've ever heard. I can't believe it's his laugh. Uh, So his weird laugh makes me laugh.
0: Jeff, 71% of the millions and millions agree that you should laugh at this. Topic number two, staying with Kawhi, Serge Ibaka asked Kawhi the important questions. What
1: is the worst junk food you can't wait to eat? I'm just drinking alcohol and eating dessert.
0: (laughs) Jeff, laugh or trash?
1: Con, you got to laugh at this. Uh, I just really hope that Sergi Baca let Kawhi know that they make something called boozy milkshakes so he can just crush those uh, and have his desserts and booze at the same time.
0: Topic number three, Tyson Fury secures the second round knockout and then brings down the house with Aerosmith. I can lay awake just Jeff, first of all, what is this? Second of all, should we laugh or trash?
1: Gotta laugh at this. Uh, Tyson Fury just having a little bit of fun uh, after, Uh, but also, you know, he's got a pretty good voice. So I'm definitely a big fan of it. Tyson Fury, big fan of him as well.
0: Final stop on the express train it's who did it better? We're going to go through three topics and ask who did it better. Topic number one, a Jeff, who did it better? The Jazz acquiring Mike Conley or the Grizzlies getting Grayson Allen, Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, plus late first round pick.
1: I'm going with the Jazz on this. I can't wait to watch Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert uh, in the West. I'll be watching them quite a bit.
0: Not to mention Donovan Mitchell. It's going to be fun to watch. Topic number two, back to the Anthony Davis trade. Jeff, who did it better, the Lakers or the Pelicans?
1: Going Pelicans today because of what they got, what we talked about before with the three players. Uh, But more importantly, they have have all the draft picks, the first and fourth. They have two more down the road. So we don't know who they are going to be. We know who AD is. We know uh, who LeBron is. We know what that team's going to be for the Pelicans. We don't know where they're going to be in three to five years. So I'm going with the Pelicans right now.
0: The last stop on the express train as of right now, Anthony Davis is 26 and LeBron James is 34. When the Lakers acquired Dwight Howard in 2012, Dwight was 26 and Kobe was 34, the exact same age. Jeff, when it's all said and done, who would have done it better? The 2012 Lakers, who exited in the first round of the playoffs, or this current Lakers team?
1: Colin, I'm going with the current Lakers team. Uh, And the reason why, as a Kobe fan, it really hurts me to say this. Um, But the reason why I'm going with the current Lakers team, I think, I believe LBJ is going to be better than Kobe in this situation at playing with his teammates and getting his teammates open, doing everything LeBron's done his entire career. So I'm going with the Lakers now simply because LBJ over Kobe, even though it hurts me to say
0: that. Jeff, 62% of the millions and millions think the 2012 Lakers will do it better than the current squad. And as a Kobe fan, I have to agree with the millions and millions on this one. And that does it for the express train. Jeff, what do you say we finish this off with some rapid fire? Let's heat it up. All right. It's rapid fire. First up, this week's MVP. Jeff, you want to go first?
1: I'm going with Charlie Blackman, calling uh, of the Colorado Rockies. He was named NL Player of the Week. His numbers were insane, batting 568 with six home runs and 15 RBIs. He is my MVP of the week.
0: Jeff, I'm going with Brooks Kepka. I know he didn't win at Pebble Beach, but he finished second. And as a result, here are the finishes at his last nine majors. Second, first, second, first, 39th, first, 13th, 6th, and first that is beast mode and that qualifies for an MVP in my book next up it's what to watch for I'm gonna be watching the NBA draft specifically to see where two players land Darius Garland out of Vanderbilt and Xylan Cheatham from Arizona State Garland was largely considered the best point guard in the country entering the season before getting shut down after five games and before Jaw Morant simply became known as jaw but whoever gets Garland will get a steal and with Zylan Cheatham he was the heart and soul of the Sun Devils this past season. His vertical matches that of Zach Levine. Extremely explosive, fun to watch. And you know what? Whoever gets him, it's going to be must-watch Summer League action. So I can't wait to see Island Cheatham lands. Jeff, what are you going to be watching?
1: I'll be watching the College World Series. It's already been exciting. Uh, Michigan, Mississippi State, Bandy are all uh, looking great in the winner's bracket. But specifically, I'm going to be watching uh, Michigan. because what they did with Florida what they did against Florida State I have a lot of friends from Michigan that played at Michigan I'm watching them because they're an exciting team nobody expected them to do this so I'll be watching Michigan in the College World Series all weekend
0: All right, Jeff next up it's stat of the week what do you got for us?
1: yeah Colin I'm sticking with college baseball my stat of the week is 2028 17 and 0 that is how many wins, College World, World Series bursts, and championships Florida State head coach Mike Martin has. Think about that. Winningest coach of all time, seventeen bursts in, in the College World Series, and he has zero championships. That's my stat of the week. What do you got?
0: My stat of the week is 9 million. That is how many people tuned into NBC's broadcast of Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final between the Blues and the Bruins last week, making it the most-watched NHL broadcast since 1994 when Marc Messier led the Blue Shirts to its first and last title since 1940. All right, Jeff, last topic on Rapid Fire. It's the reason the millions and millions listen every week. Give me your cliche sports podcast hot take.
1: Yeah, calling my hot take this week with all the hype around uh, heavyweight boxing uh, right now, it would be smart for Bob Arum and all the other promoters to schedule Fur- Fury versus Wilder 2 before the end of the year. And when they do, I'm taking Fury. Because when I was watching him this weekend, I kept seeing Floyd Mayweather, the way he was ducking the punches and then peppering uh, with his own. So I'm taking Fury in that, and they are going to fight before the end of the year
0: damn jeff bringing the heat and i love every second of it my cliche sports podcast hot take is maybe danny ainge isn't as good of a gm as everyone made him out to be after losing out on anthony davis and losing al horford to free agency and now on the verge of losing kyrie too and since taking over as general manager of the celtics in 2003 of all the players he's drafted they have combined for a total of zero all-star appearances and that does it for this week's edition of coffee and sports we thank the millions and millions of listeners from across the globe for tuning in each and every week please be sure to follow us at coffee sports pod on instagram and twitter so you can partake in our polls and be featured in next week's show subscribe and follow on apple Podcasts and spotify this has been a production of tandem productions we'll see you next week we out bing bong